Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Knollcast. With every podcast, Bud, we want to begin by thanking our friends in New Iberia, Louisiana. Louisiana Hot Sauce, the title sponsor of this here podcast, uh, been with us for going on four years now. Fantastic partner, fantastic product, something you and I thoroughly enjoy, and uh, people that we are fortunate to be able to partner with and work with. So, as always, uh, thank you to our listeners for the support they've given them, and thank you to Louisiana Hot Sauce for the support and leadership that they've given this podcast. Absolutely, man. A great sponsor, and uh, very much appreciate them supporting us. And, and gosh, we love how our listeners support those guys. Just all, all, all the photos on social media and, and uh, tweeting out whenever Publix or whatever fine supermarket out there has a special on the juice and excited to put it on my food and excited to, to get into this podcast. Bud, we talked about some of the kids that are coming on campus. Uh, why don't we devote a little bit of time here in the podcast and uh, preview the uh, Florida State-Florida game this weekend? Let's do that, man. I'm very excited about this. It's a it's a real contrast of styles. I, I'm, I've been you know digging into this matchup, been watching a little bit a little bit of Florida tape, and this is this is pretty exciting, man. I'm I'm, I'm looking at this. the uh, The line currently is Florida by five and a half, Florida by six. So came out at three and immediately took money on the on the Florida side, went to three and a half, and uh, and then four. I did not think it'll get to seven. So you know if you're waiting on that, I I don't think it'll it'll creep up there. It'll it'll probably settle kind of in that five range by game time and uh, Florida State has a chance if it can beat Florida not only to get a win in the rivalry not only to get six wins in a row but to go to a bowl for like the millionth straight year and that's that's big stakes big deal couple couple streaks on the line uh, whether it be in this series or broader uh, issues program wide but uh, a real big deal and uh, a game that you don't want to make too much out of but at the same time you have to acknowledge that yeah, you know, it's not like Willie Taggart's ten years a coach sits on a knife edge or anything like that. But the, the, this game is important, and it's uh, going to be about as emotionally driven as a game as you could have with two teams that are fairly disappointing. Florida, Florida doesn't have a, a disappointing record by any means, but some of the product on the field's been uh, less than less than enjoyable. And obviously, Florida State's had its own challenges throughout the season. But for a noon game. And this is certainly has a, a different dimension to it, thanks to the outcome last week, other than what we would have uh, the otherwise kind of been forced to sit through and, and suffer through. It does, man. Uh, so we should probably get into this, uh, our, our, our preview here. Where do you want to start? Florida's offense against Contempus defense? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point to start. Okay, so these units are, are pretty evenly matched, right? The UF's offense is 31st in S&P. Florida State's offense or defense is 34th. So 31st versus 34th. Uh, and yet they are uh, stylistically, they're very different as, as, the, as we'll get into. But one thing that hasn't changed with Florida's offense is that they are still led by Felipe Franks, who has had some good moments this year and has also had some real head scratching moments that saw him get benched for Kyle Trask, who is now out for the year. So uh, they are definitely going with Felipe Franks. I, I don't think you'll see very much of Emory Jones in this game, who who was the freshman they signed last year. Most likely they want to save him for the bowl game so he can keep his red shirt intact. Uh, I know some Florida fans would like him to play in in all of the games, but that that appears to be the plan there. Frank's on the year, a a, a 58% passer, kind of rarely gets sacked, only I think a 3.6% sack percentage, which, which is very low, gets rid of the ball. They run him now, though, a lot. I mean, he's got a bunch of carries on the year, they list him at 240. He's not afraid to be a battering ram. 
And as we know with that Dan Mullen offense, I mean, it's very much a run the heck out of the quarterback offense. As, as much as really any power five coach in the nation, he, he likes to run that quarterback. It, it's that Urban Meyer school of thought. He does like to run that quarterback, and he, he loves running his two running backs this year as well. Uh, Jordan Scarlett's a name that a lot of Florida State fans will recognize just from the recruiting process and high school he played uh, at. Florida's other running back is a is a last name that you'll uh, remember and, and uh, associate with the Oklahoma tailback who was pretty good in his own right. Scarlett, I don't think, carried the ball at all against uh, Idaho. P. Ryan maybe carried it five or six times. So two individuals that'll be, you know, you would think their legs will be fairly fresh and two guys that are going to get their fair share of opportunities on Saturday. Absolutely right. It, 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 P. Ryan is that kind of tough physical guy. Scarlett, a little more explosive. And then Kadarius Tony is kind of their, their Swiss Army knife. They, they like to use him as a matchup advantage. They like to get him out on, on swing screens and whatnot. He can be their jet guy. He's, he's very athletic. Uh, when, when he's been healthy, when he's been right, He's been good for them this year. Receiver, it's it's one guy above above all others, and, and it's Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, you know, his dad was the receivers coach for the Tennessee Titans. He signed with Ole Miss out of high school. Uh, Ole Miss obviously went on probation, and, and so a lot of their kids got to transfer out. and uh, And he and Dan Mullen had recruited him previously, so he ends up at Florida. Does a great job at so far at Florida. I think he's got over sixty plus targets on the year, which for an offense that doesn't throw the ball very much. I mean, they, they, they're really a running offense. That, that That's a whole lot. Great route runner, and uh, he's kind of their go-to guy uh, on the season. Josh Hammond's a guy that you'll see as well. He's kind of their number two. Uh, nothing, I'm not sliding the kid, but nothing that really stands out with him. Just a, a solid prospect. Freddie Swain is another individual who, when healthy, uh, has been a, a pretty solid contributor. Jefferson's a really good player. Jefferson is a polished wide receiver. He looks like his father is coached at the higher levels of ball. The rest of the unit is not necessarily something that would scare you, you would think. Yeah, exactly, man. I would say uh it's not that not not that their other guys can't hurt Florida State, but but the main guy that you got to watch out for, their their go-to guy, the, the guy that Frank's clearly trust is is Jefferson. The other guys are more solid. Some of the other dudes on on that that thing are are more athletic than, than the guys they actually play. But they're not as consistent. They can't necessarily be trusted quite as much, or or, or they don't practice very well. So so they, they don't end up playing quite as much. Offensive line wise, I think they're pretty good. Juwan Taylor is, is a really nice look looking offensive tackle. Martez Ivy is going to be a pro for them, uh, and they've stayed a lot more healthy than Florida State has, which I think is is really the, the biggest difference. Like they they didn't lose their Landon Dickerson type player. You know, they their their Cole Minshew type guy is still in the lineup and then you'll you'll see it on saturday that that's a big time difference like they don't make nearly as many uh just you know physical olay style blocks as florida state's guys will make and yet look i I think florida state's defense has a real shot to make florida uncomfortable in this game look at the stylistic differences here between what what florida does and what florida state does right florida on offense is like all efficiency down to down and like very little explosiveness. We're talking 16th in efficiency and 96th in explosiveness. That that's a big gap, man. Like a huge gap. They do pretty well standing drives, you know, staying ahead of the chains, but they just so far this year have not hit big plays. And I know there's some randomness in big plays and and, and success rate is more sustainable and more repeatable, but at the same time, like that's a huge gap. And we're in game 12. So this is not something that that's totally random for these guys. They just 
they don't manage to hit big plays. Felipe is not real accurate on throws down the field, and they're they're much better at, at staying ahead of the chains than they are hitting big plays. And Florida State, by the way, they're much better stopping efficiency than they are giving up big plays, right? Like I, I think the plan here for FSU has got to be be really aggressive, sell out against the run, do whatever you can to get Florida behind the chains, get them in second and ten. Get it, get them in third and third and six, third and seven, third and eight, or or, or longer. That's really key here, like against the Gators, in my opinion, is to see what they can do if you're daring them to hit explosive plays. Because I, I don't know that they can. can. Can they hit enough explosive plays to, to beat Florida State? I think that's got to be Florida State's strategy here. Okay, if if UF comes out and they do hit the explosive plays because you sold out to, to stop them on a down to down basis, you you tried to limit their success rate and stop their run game and they hit explosives, all right, tip your cap. A team that didn't do it through 11 games managed to do it in game number 12. You made them play left-handed, which is what you want to do to every opponent. That's what we always talk about on, on this show. You know, hey, can, can you make this team be good at their weaknesses in order to beat you? If they can do it, all right, okay, good game. But I, I don't think you want to just get run over, you know, by, by what they do on offense w- with their high success rate approach. It's a good pairing for Florida State and, and what they do well. This game is going to be all about explosiveness, really, and, and whether you, you limit it from uh, from UF or, or make them operate in a manner in which they're not accustomed to or what you're able to produce on your own. Madison Social and For the Table Restaurant Group have, uh, have been with us since since the inception of the Nolcast, and no better partner for us, uh, no better group of people that we've been fortunate to be able to work with, and all of all of the products and all the people that we, we work with, we authentically enjoy working with them and and more importantly we authentically enjoy the product that they present to our our uh, listenership whether it be madso centrale township or any of the other for the table restaurant group just a great representation of uh, the brand that they've helped to build we are uh, fortunate to be able to work with them and would remind all of you that if you're in town thanksgiving evening and need a little bit of reprieve from the family they will be open uh, bar only but they will be open and willing to host the locals on a on a Thursday night getaway. I, I will not be there on, on Thursday night, but uh, I will be there Saturday morning before the game and, and, and pop in, maybe grab a little breakfast at Township. And then, you know, after the game, man, I might, might enjoy watching a couple of those great night games we have over there. If you're in town for the game, no better no better place to watch the game, but also to watch the other games, man. It, it, especially if you have a little action on those games. Uh, not that I would do that, but, you know, they're, they're, that's a great spot. A lot of TVs, awesome burgers, good wings. Great, legitimate, healthy options that they put put some thought into, and it's not just a, just an afterthought, and, uh, and and a great sponsor for us. We'll kind of transition here from Florida State's defense to uh, Florida State's offense operating against their defense. Not a unit that, uh, and we've said this all year, but this is particularly true here. Not a unit you're going to be able to sustain long, prolonged drives against, which is a soundbite that could be replayed for pretty much every game. But a unit that is at times susceptible to the big play and uh you're going to be aggressive in this game you're you're five and six you don't have anything to lose uh you're playing against a a rival uh aggressiveness is is not going to be something that is uh is going to be lacking you would certainly think but aggressiveness from a play calling standpoint and what you try to do on offense man this could be as aggressive a day as you see all year as far as what florida state tries to accomplish and and how many chunk plays that it tries to uh try to be able to put in its back pocket. Absolutely, man. I mean, look, look at the gap here, right? Florida's defense is a lot better than Florida State's offense. Florida State's offense is horrible. But just checking this out, 
S&P offense for Florida State, 106th, UF 29th. I just don't think you have any hope of sustaining drives against these guys. Because if you're Florida and you play this smart, you don't play too aggressive. Like we know Todd Grantham, a defensive coordinator, likes to do. I mean, he's he's Dr. Blitz, right? Like he just blitz, 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 blitz. And anger blitzes, right? Like opposing offenses know that when this guy gets frustrated, he brings blitzes. Everybody in the SEC knew it when he was at Georgia. Everybody in the ACC knew it when he was at Louisville. Here's one thing, though. They will give up big plays. 18th in explosives for Florida State on offense. 74th in explosive stopping for UF's defense. That's a big deal. And it's all across the board, right? Like Florida State really good at hitting play action big plays. 10th in the nation. Florida on standard downs, explosiveness given up, 59th. On passing downs, shockingly even worse, which you would think it wouldn't happen because, you know, they blitz so much. But then again, that leaves guys open at times. 91st in explosiveness rating for, for Florida's defense on passing downs. That's not very good. Florida State can definitely, I think, hit explosive plays against them. And that should be the plan. I, I think you, you hit it right on the head, man. Don't try to sustain drives as your main goal. Now, look, I'm not saying come out and purposely not try like like not try to sustain drives, but you got to be okay with, okay, three and out, three and out, three and out, 70-yard bomb. Three and out, three and out, you know, eight-play drive, punt, 80-yard bomb. That might be your best option in this game. Florida State's defensive line, or excuse me, Florida's defensive line is pretty good with Ja'Kai Polite obviously becoming a big-time NFL guy. I'm not going to sing the NFL draft music this week, but that if, if I did, that's who I would do it for because he's really, really good. I think he'll he'll probably abuse whichever Florida State tackle he's lined up against. You're going to have to help out on that side to the extent that you can. Uh, we, we know that, that Florida will try to bring the blitz a whole lot here. On the other side, Jabari Zuniga is pretty solid. Uh, and their defensive tackles, I would say, are, are not as good as they've been in some years. They have some ability, but but they're not always very consistent. At linebacker, like super aggressive. Foshan Joseph and David Reese are both big-time hitters. They're physical guys, but they will get out of position. Florida State has got to try some misdirection to get them out of position to get them to, to, to chase stuff so you can come hit them on the backside with, 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 with stuff to see if you can get it out the gate. That's going to be really important in this game, in my opinion. They're also... They don't seem to communicate all that well in zone coverage. You may have noticed this last game with Florida State. They, they, they gave up a couple long long passes, and uh, that, that's definitely something to watch for here in this one as well. Can Florida communicate in the back end? We know that cornerback Chris Henderson is an excellent player, but we don't really know beyond that how good some of these other guys are. I think Brad Stewart's pretty good, but I, I was talking to some guys from a Gators podcast today, and they were saying, like, C.J. McWilliams – when he comes in, everybody immediately picks on him. So that'll be interesting to see how much they play him or they do they play true freshman Trey Dean in this game. You know, And can Florida State make, make Chauncey Gardner tackle in space? I just think you have to, if you're Florida State, you have to admit to yourself what you are and what you're not. And, and part of this is going to be dictated right by what Florida wants to run. If Florida wants to stay just blitz all the time, okay. If Florida is a little more conservative, which I think they should be, to be honest. I, I would play a very conservative style against this Florida State offense, just knowing that the offensive line will give up a big sack or a big tackle for loss or, or get a false start or something like that to get to get drives off schedule. Uh, but if Florida wants to bring the blitz, that's going to be a lot of one-on-one opportunities down the field, and you've got to get them off balance with your jet series, with your empty packages. I think early on you got to see 
you know, does does Florida have an auto check against empty to, to, to where they're bringing certain pressures? If so, use that, make good adjustments to that if it happens. It'll just be really interesting to see. But I think you got to try for shot plays, man. That means running backs throwing the ball if, if you have to, receivers throwing the ball, fake screens, you know, like pump pump the screen and then go deep off it. We actually saw that against Boston College. BC covered it well. They were disciplined. Florida, we'll see if, if they're as disciplined. And, you, you know, you got you to gotta stay running the ball some too so you can hit some play action shots. That's another way to create shots. But, but you know, shot, 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 shot. That, that's what this game is, man. It is all about trying to create shot plays against Florida because I don't think you're going to be able to drive the ball on them. Very true. So something that we've said throughout the season, but a, a theme that may even be particularly more uh, – hold more weight when it comes to Saturday. Florida State, you know, unit that kind of seems to be finding itself on offense slightly, always going to have the handicap that is the the offensive line, but a, a group that, you know, seems to be somewhat rounding into form and uh, maybe a, you know, maybe a team that can explosive play itself into a game that we didn't otherwise think it would be all that competitive in maybe three or four weeks ago. At least I didn't. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like this, this unit has improved; it plays more within itself now. So they're they're going to have a shot for sure. I, I I just think there's a certain way that, that that you can play this game that, in my opinion, most maximizes your ability. And I think you also really got to use your tempo. That's another way to create shot plays. Is to see if you can get Florida out of position. If you notice, Missouri did that to them, and they they hit some plays where, where Florida was just simply not lined up and not even close to being lined up. There's been a couple other teams. You know, Georgia went tempo at times and was effective. If you do have a, have a, a successful first down, I, I think it's very important here for Florida State to push that tempo and to see you, know, you want to create as many plays as you can where Florida's not lined up. And that sounds obvious and duh, but it's important because physically, I do think there's some mismatches here that are in Florida's favor. Anything else we want to uh, mention, or are we we good to move into the general uh, prediction area of our preview podcast? Ingerball also want to thank Resolution Home Loans for, for their great sponsorship of us this year. Resolution Home Loans is your source to get a loan if you're a NOL. It's a NOL-owned business. They want to take care of you. They, they want to make sure that when you find that your dream home, you're ready to fire. With the Almost Home program, you can do that. Great communication throughout the process. They, they want to walk you through it. They want to talk you through it. They want to make sure there's no false starts and that you can play up-tempo mortgage process. That's what you want to do. 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com. Uh, let's go to the predictions, man. I'll let you uh, I'll let you lead us off this week. All right. So I've, I've wrestled with this a whole lot. I, I think that Florida State will be able to hit some explosive plays. Ultimately, though, I, I just think Florida's the, – the, the mismatch – in Florida's defense and Florida State's offense is is way it, it's it's pretty big, and Florida Florida's offense and FSU's defense are are about on par, roughly. Although I think Florida State's defense is improving, and I'm not sure Florida State or Florida's offense is necessarily moving in the right direction, but we'll we'll see on that. I'm going to go uh, Florida 27, Florida State 21, but again, just like the Boston College game, I, I think they'll have a chance to, to win this game. I just I have a very hard time picking them with this offensive line. I, I just I don't know if they can hold up four quarters. I uh, I've struggled with this one as well, uh, gone back and forth on it. My head probably tells me to to pick Florida. Uh, I just can't do it. I like what uh, Florida State's done here. I think it's uh, setting up well for them, playing progressively better, at least 
what you can see from from the uh, BC game compared to the previous weeks. Uh, I will take Florida State in a uh, twenty-four to twenty-one victory here. Ooh, okay, man. So the bull streak lives. The bull streak lives. At you, least you, in you my were mind. Spot on last week. Yeah, uh, that's uh, fortunate, but ed- ed- educated guess. But uh, yeah, that was a, you know, if Willie would have kicked the extra point there, would have actually nailed it in and of itself. So I don't uh, think we've ever actually got a, a, a fully correct score on the show. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hope that it happens this weekend. Twenty-four to twenty-one. Boom. There it is, folks. All right. So thank you all for listening. And uh, five stars on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. We uh, tried our best this week to get out this this double episode for you. Everybody out there, be safe with with, with your holiday travel. Hope you have some great eats. And I hope to see you all at the ballgame on Saturday.